Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You better go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Today I have an NDE, which happened quite recently actually. It occurred on October 16th of 2022, so about a month ago as I'm recording this. And it is coming to us from a man named Nicholas. He has pulmonary fibrosis and as he was sleeping, would have episodes of not being able to breathe. And this actually led to several near-death experiences, which morphed out of whatever dream he was having. So it's quite a unique and fascinating NDE for us to read today. I found this experience on the nderf.org website, and as always, I will post a link to the account in the description of this episode, in case you all want to read it for yourselves. So, without any further preamble, I think we will get started. This is Nicholas's near-death experience. Quote, To preface this story, I have pulmonary fibrosis. This is a terminal condition that has compromised my lungs leaving me with 40% lung capacity. I get short of breath easily and suffer hypoxemia often. I have had the below experience four times now in the last two weeks under similar circumstances. However, the instance I will describe here is the one with the most profound dream experience. On the night in question, I fell asleep and started dreaming. Within a few minutes, things took a very dark turn. Before I realize it, I'm suffocating in my dream. In actuality, my nose had almost completely clogged up. My mouth failed to open up. As a result, I was suffocating. Since it started as a dream, I couldn't tell that I was really having a problem. I had incorporated the suffocation into my dream. Meanwhile, internally, I'm having a terrible time where I was trying to flag the dream people down to inform them that I needed help as I was having a hard time breathing. The most notable aspect of the dream portion of the experience was that the more my body shut down physically, the more the color systematically drained out from the dream landscape until it dawned on me that everything had turned an ashen gray color. My thought processes also started to slow significantly until I simply couldn't think anymore. This all took place in what felt like about two minutes. Everything in the dream quite literally froze in place, like a gray snapshot that felt as completely dead and lifeless as I did. Dying was as mercifully brief as it was horrific. I suddenly realized that I had a sudden, gentle urge to look upwards at the sky. The sky was the only thing that contained any color. It was a nice, bright blue. The moment I turned my gaze upwards, four things happened. I became lucid and could suddenly think clearly. 
I felt alive again. The dead dream landscape faded, and my human personality and ego switched off like a light bulb, leaving me free to fully embrace myself as spirit. The tunnel had formed over my head, drawing me into it at a high rate of speed. The only thing I focused on was the light and God. I kept repeating, God, 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 to focus my thoughts as I traveled. The tunnel walls were pure black, with a beautiful gold light pulsating through and encircling the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel was a brilliant golden light. As I began to travel through the tunnel, I came to the realization that my body was nearing its end. Although I was still strongly aware of my body and its dire situation, I resolved to continue through the tunnel to the end of it. Since I had experienced this scenario on two other occasions the prior week, I now felt like an old pro with regards to the tunnel. The thought occurred to me that there were only two reasons I would be going through it. Rather, I was already dead, or the body was currently engaged in the death process and was not long for the world. Either way, I felt as though I needed to complete the journey with all possible speed, as I had no intention of needlessly hanging around Earth's astral plane. The further I flew from the astral plane, the more I lost awareness of the body. I felt nothing but dread in the last moments of the dream. Yet in the tunnel, I felt the complete opposite. I was happy and content. The flight through the tunnel was what I would describe as entirely pleasant. I did have the dim awareness of the body, lightly flailing around back in my bedroom. I concluded it was essentially a husk, and I needn't pay it any mind. I had hoped that it would stop struggling, so I could be free. After all, I wasn't having any problems. I didn't need to breathe, as that was a problem the body had to deal with, not me. The further I went through the tunnel, the more my senses and thought processes cleared, reaching maximum clarity at the end. There was an overwhelming feeling that I was finally going home. I half expected to sail right through the light and to the other side. Instead, I was instantly stopped just before entering it. It was a huge wall of golden light that looked 500 feet tall and was just as wide. It was impossible to ignore as there was nothing but complete blackness everywhere else. I knew it was the void. This was a point of no return. I knew definitively that if I passed through the veil, that this body would expire immediately. There was no going back after this. For the moment, I was still attached to it. I remember thinking that it would be a shame to arbitrarily relinquish an otherwise marginally serviceable body when there's no compelling reason to do so. Yet, I wanted to go through the veil in the worst way. I could sense an almost indescribable feeling of goodwill and happiness coming from the other side. I also felt a massive surge of feeling, 
explaining to me that the spirit world is a very happening place. I felt many friendly souls were just beyond the veil. Most of the things I felt were beyond description. Be that as it may, I felt I would not only be shirking my duty to this form, but offending God by making the decision to leave the world prematurely. It struck me as the height of irresponsibility to do so. As painful as it was to leave the light, I chose to return to the world. I woke up for all of ten seconds and promptly fell back asleep. Again, I found myself in the same position. My nose was still clogged, and I hadn't woken up long enough to clear my airway. This time, I instantly looked up at the sky and once again found myself rocketing through the tunnel. As best I could figure it, the trip took ten seconds. This time, at the wall of light, I stayed for a bit longer than before. I started to get images of what was on the other side awaiting me if I finished this incarnation properly. It was nothing short of fascinating. Several images of what looked like a morphing set of clouds turned into grand halls and vistas unfolded before my eyes. Although I left again, I became frustrated that I wasn't allowed to cross over yet. This time after I woke up, I made sure to clear my airway before getting up to contemplate everything that happened over the last week. I've gone through the entire range of emotions, from moroseness and depression from not being allowed to cross over, to extreme happiness that I finally know what happens to us when we die. A few days ago, I was given knowledge that I was supposed to undergo this experience now. I completely lost my fear of death. Indeed, I excitedly look forward to when my time finally comes. As an aside, I was flipping through Pinterest and kept coming across a repeating encouragement card which stated, It's worth it. Your patience will be rewarded. No matter how far I scrolled down the list, it was the only thing that was a constant repeat. It serves to reassure me that I made the right decision, however disappointing it was. I look at it often to remind me of why I came back. End quote. So that was Nicholas's near-death experience. I don't have a whole lot more to add because I felt like he was very expressive and did a good job of capturing the full range of his experience. Sounds like he went through a wide variety of emotions throughout his NDE. He mentions being depressed upon coming back to his body, being frustrated and angry that he had to do so, and but he also describes feeling joyful and happy when he was thinking about what his experience meant. I think the only thing that I may have to add in talking about this experience is pointing out the unique factor of how he's sort of going through this multiple times. It sounds as though it's pretty similar each time he does it. He mentions that he's an old pro when it comes to the tunnel. And so this same experience has been happening multiple times throughout the week. 
and he even describes waking up for 10 seconds and then going right back into it. And so that's kind of an interesting and unique aspect to this NDE, which we don't often see. A lot of people's experiences are one and done. They have their NDE and then they come back. But it sounds as though that Nicholas was able to take a lot from this experience due to his repeated exposure to it. He said that his NDE showed him what would happen when we die, and that completely took away his fear of death. And in fact, it sounded like he was somewhat looking forward to death, knowing what would happen on the other side. But I want to point out that although it's fascinating to hear about other people's NDEs, that is something we must each come to know on our own. This near-death experience we just read is proof for Nicholas alone. But I think it may have some clues as to how we may look to our own inner phenomena and find some answers there. Nicholas's NDE blends seamlessly between a dream and a near-death experience. While he makes a distinction between where the dream ends and the near-death experience begins, the nature of what he's experiencing and the images he's encountering isn't different between the two. The dream images are arranged and expressed by the same factor which is expressing and arranging the NDE images. They are coming from the unconscious sphere of the human psyche, and God only knows what depths that may have. But it may point to the fact that one could use dreams as experiences in their own right to give some clue or some insight into the question of what happens after we die. Dreams are a statement of nature and can be taken as something objective that happens to you. So the contents of dreams can at times perhaps give you some insight or some hint as to some of life's most unanswerable questions. Because you know that the images and things conveyed are coming from a place beyond us we have no control over. And I thought this account from Nicholas was fascinating in that it showed this blurring of lines between a dream and a near-death experience, that they are compatible and perhaps cut from the same cloth. So with that, I think we will end things for today. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to Nicholas for sharing his NDE. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast platform that you use because that really helps the podcast out. And there will be more episodes to come here in the near future. So until then, I hope you all stay safe and well. Bye.